especially in times when the stock market is way overpriced and some of the sectors and industries are like just running hot and the valuations are off the charts. There are probably somewhere uh, in other countries still good uh, opportunities to invest. On this episode of Early Bird, Mike Darkowski, CEO and founder of Scrab.com. Mike joins the podcast today to talk about investing in international stocks, including the most promising stocks outside of the U.S. right now. If you're an investor looking to stay on top of the latest market trends, then you're listening to the right podcast. This is Early Bird, and I'm your host, Stephen Lerner. Before we get to today's discussion, let me tell you how you can save time and beat the market through Early Bird a free daily email newsletter featuring commentary about the latest trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and equity crowdfunding. Early Bird is designed to help individual and non-professional investors stay on top of all of the critical investing trends. The newsletter is 100% free and is sent to your email box each weekday morning. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, today's discussion. All right, Mike, welcome to the Early Bird Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? Doing wonderful. Thanks so much for joining. We're going to be discussing the most promising stocks outside of the U.S. But before we get to that, Mike, in about 30 seconds or less, what should the audience of listeners know about you and your background? So I have over a decade of experience in IT in different roles, and I was at the same time always passionate about stock market and investing since I was a teenager. And in late 2020, I found an interview with Ray Dalio, whose advice in it was write down your criteria for making decisions and backtest them. And it made me thinking, eventually I realized that most of my decisions were just instinct or actually a bunch of different cognitive biases. So I decided to, well, improve it and create or find a tool for improving my decisions. It turned out that such a tool doesn't exist. So I decided to build it myself. And this is how Scrap.com was born. So since 2021, it's my uh, only focus, just helping investors make better decisions. And and through that background, that knowledge you have with Scrap.com, You've got a good understanding of the stocks that investors should look at. So for today, we're looking at the most promising stocks outside of the United States as we head here at the end of 2023. Um, Mike, before we go into specific stocks, real quick, why should investors, including those investors in the U.S., consider investing in stocks that are international, outside of the country? Well, so this is a very good question and it would be way easier to answer that for audience that is not based mostly in the US but the thing is uh, there is such a well one of the biases is called home bias which mm. for some reason investors tend to focus only on their well domestic markets and so on which for smaller countries it doesn't really make a lot of sense as the biggest market and the most exciting companies are all in the US. So this is the answer for everybody outside of the United States. But for the audience uh, from the US, well, the difference, the different reasons can be, for example, 
diversification. If you, well, have a lot of stocks or a lot of your uh, assets invested in the U.S., there are, are of course, political risks and different social situations and so on. So you can hedge or diversify uh, by investing in some other markets. You, you can also go outside of the States to look for better opportunities. So especially in times when the stock market is way overpriced and some of the sectors and industries are like just running hot and the valuations are off the charts, there are probably somewhere uh, in other countries still good uh, opportunities to invest. And it can be a company that is still getting most of its revenue from the state. So you, well, you're kind of investing in a business that is mostly operating in the States, but without all the premiums and all the crazy uh, valuations that are caused by, well, where the stock is listed and traded. Interesting. So, I mean, they really that's a really good point. You bring up the bias that some investors might have with their domestic stocks, and it's a great way to diversify a portfolio by looking at companies outside of yeah. your own, and especially even in the U.S., yeah. where, you, to your point, you know, some of the best companies in the world are based in the U.S., but as investors, sometimes we have to look beyond the country, even though uh, some macro challenges might persist globally. Exactly. And what is especially interesting is that the definition of international stock, it can differ depending on who you ask. Yeah. Because let's take Spotify. Is it international stock? Well, it was founded definitely not in the States. It is traded in the States. So it's like 50-50. When we look at the revenue breakdown, actually less than half of the revenue comes from the States. So knowing that, is Spotify, is it international stock or no? Oh. Or another example, uh, Mercado Libre, oh. which I realize not many people in the States are, well, even considering international, maybe it's, it's just quite a popular stock. But when you look again at the revenue, this company operates only in Latin America. Like they have virtually no presence in the States. Uh, so again, what is international? Uh, is it the headquarter? Is it the where the revenue is coming from? Is it where the primary listing is? And so on. So depending on the answer, uh, you may be looking uh, close to your domestic stock market or may have to reach to the other side of the world. Great point, Mike. So 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 let's let's get into it. Um, we're going to talk about the most promising stocks outside the U.S. Um, you know, it's been a long year in 2023 in the stock market, mostly good, but we're, we're headed here in the, the last stretch of the, the year. Um, let's, let's start that off. Mike, what is one of your most promising stocks outside of the United States that investors should look at right now? Uh, so what I found recently, uh, one, of the, one of the stocks that, to be honest, I haven't heard of it before, like I don't have any position in it. Like it was, it was kind of a new find to me. It's called Infineon Technologies with the ticker IFX. It's from Germany. It's it's semiconductors company. They also produce sensors, like different hardware for power control, uh, and they are selling mostly to companies in the automotive industry. And what is interesting is that, well, they they have like between ten and fifteen percent of revenue uh, from the American uh, automakers. They also have similar uh, around 1.5 billion euro of revenue coming from German manufacturers. 
but the majority of business is from China and Japan, like Asia in general. So for me, it was a little surprising maybe to see like a German company specializing in semiconductors, like doing most of the business with Asia. Um, so it was very interesting find to me. And I think that the future for that company, it seems to be, seems to be promising because their revenues, they are consistently growing. They are improving profit, profit, profitability, uh, with the earnings increasing each quarter. They have very attractive valuation right now, which seems to be the most attractive in the last couple of years, uh, to be honest. They also have very good fundamental situation with debt levels reducing. So since 2020, like they paid off uh, one third of, of their debt. Um, and also it has fairly big valuation or I mean market capitalization. It's around $40 billion, the American dollars. So it's, it's quite a big stock, which will, in my opinion, it will also make it easier for, well, other investors or like people with big amounts of money, like looking for opportunities. Uh, I think it may catch uh, or get their attention sometime soon. Interesting. I mean, you brought up a really good stock. You went over some of the fundamentals, the the, the valuation, um, the stock IFX you mentioned. Um, semis, it's such an interesting space this year. We've seen some great leaders in the market like AMD and Intel have really strong years. This particular company that you mentioned hasn't performed as well. Why is that? Why Why is this company sort of lagging some of the other leaders in the semiconductor space? Uh, that's a great, great question. Uh, and if I could answer it uh, confidently, uh, I would probably not trying to recommend it or I wouldn't mention it as a, as a good find. So I think that market is missing something, to be honest. And I, w I think we will see how, uh, how it plays out. So, so you're hopeful that over the next few months is the stock that maybe has been ignored in the semi-space, but you're hopeful that the fundamentals uh, and the, the macro conditions are right that's, for... That's, that's what I believe, yes. Interesting. I, I mean, when you look at semis, it, it's such an interesting space. And I, I just want to go over this again briefly because you, you do have the leaders and, the, and they're going out there and all the investors are, are really focused on that. But you're taking a look at some of those underserved players. Um, this is a stock that, and, and again, we're not financial advisors. Speak to a financial advisor before making any investment decisions. But this is a stock that if they produce a good product, could they be ripe for acquisition? Could this be a company that gets bought someday? Um, or could this be a company that grows in its own, um, whether depending on the type of chips that it makes, you're, you're pretty yeah, hopeful yeah. about the future for this company. Yeah, I think so. And I believe that also, especially recently, uh, a lot of people focus on AI stocks and see how different products or product lines can be related or used, uh, in the artificial intelligence space here it is not as exciting as nvidia or any other companies it's it's mostly you know business with automotive industry which is not as super exciting you know unless we are talking about tesla or something like that um, it's more of a traditional industry so maybe just investors and the market in general don't see it as you know one of the hot stocks that will benefit from ai and so on but i think it's still a solid business with with growing revenues uh, and i believe solid products and very very broad line of as i mentioned sensors and whatnot yeah good point when we return 
we'll hear from Mike about three other promising stocks outside of the U.S. for investors in late 2023. But first, let me tell you how you can become a more informed investor through Early Bird, a free daily email newsletter. Early Bird has commentary on the latest events and trends in stocks, cryptocurrency, and crowdfunding. With Early Bird's daily weekday email, investors can quickly stay on top of the trends and beat the market. Subscribe to Early Bird for free at www.earlybird.email. Once again, that's earlybird.email. And now, back to today's discussion. So, Mike, today we're talking about the most promising stocks outside of the U.S., and you mentioned one stock already in Germany who's in the semi-space. Um, let's keep this rolling. What, what, what's the next stock that you would say is most promising outside of the U.S. right now? So there is one company in Greece, interestingly. I don't know if anyone of any of the listeners know any stocks in Greece. If not, I will tell you one. It's called, or the ticker is OPAP, O-P-A-P, uh, with the, the name is Organization of Football Prognostics. And as the name can indicate, uh, it is involved in uh, lotteries, betting, online betting, online games, um, mm-hmm. just business like that. And again, looking at the fundamental situation, uh, they doubled the revenue in the last two years. Uh, the earnings are growing. Uh, they have market cap of around $6 billion, so it is not a huge company. So I think a lot of uh, investors may not have it on the radar just because of the size of and the market capitalization. But one interesting thing is the, the margin of this company that caught my attention. So if you look at that, is is over 50% for quite some time. And this industry, well, you don't have like a product line, you don't have big inventory or anything like that, which obviously makes it easier to have uh, higher margins. But the average for that industry across the competitors is around like 35, 37%. So the result of 50, 55 margin to me, it clearly indicates that this company is doing something right. I don't know how long it will last and what exactly is the secret here, but I think that eventually, again, the market will will notice it, and and it will it will be rewarded. Interesting stock choice. This is a, a stock, the Greek organization of football prognostics, that um, has performed nicely in 2023. Maybe not um, as strong as some of the market leaders like a DraftKings, but it still has had a positive year in 2023. I'm just wondering, you know, obviously we're not in a recession yet, but but when you're looking at stocks in a recessionary state and the types of things that consumers spend money on, their consumer staples, where they're always going to spend money on, even if there's a recession, versus more discretionary stocks, this to me fits more into the bucket of the discretionary category where if the economy takes a turn for the worse, and Customers may not want to gamble as much. Do you are you concerned that if there is a recession, that sports gambling stocks like this might uh, not be good bets, or, or are you okay with that? Personally, I'm not too afraid of customers like cutting the spending uh, on this type of of products or services, uh, because especially in hard times, it 
I believe it gives them hope. Like it's not a choice they have made between, you know, buying or buying one lottery ticket or something like that versus eating. It's it's usually small sums, uh, small amounts of money that give them hope of winning big. So especially in hard times like this, this value proposition, unfortunately, uh, regardless of what you think about lotteries and stuff like that, but it turns to be more appealing to people who are in hard financial situation and in harder economic times. So I am not, as I said, I'm not too afraid that when the economic situation turns, that it will be too bad for this company. And one more thing I, I think I didn't mention is that this company operates, it is a Greek company, but they operate exclusively in Greece and Cyprus. So it's not like they are doing any businesses with other countries. It's not like they have customers from all over Europe or the States. It is very, I would say, local company specific to, to Greece and Cyprus. Interesting. Interesting space to be in uh, for, for that company. Mike, uh, were there any other stocks, anything in particular outside the U.S. that you think is uh, most promising? Well, if you mentioned... If you mentioned uh, economic fears or something like that. There is also uh, one interesting company in Norway, which is called Salm, S-A-L-M, Salmar. Uh, they, well, mostly deal with salmon and fish. And this is maybe kind of a st stereotypical uh, business for Norway and what, what's Scandinavians. S-A-L-M. Okay, uh, okay, S-A-L-M, okay. Again, uh, good revenue growth in the last years, good profits. Uh, if you are looking for something food related, which again, you know, people will be uh, buying food regardless of the economic situation, um, it can be interesting choice. Uh, half of the revenue revenue is from Norway. Uh, so if some of you maybe uh, think of a salmon like a exclusive good or something like people don't eat daily. It is probably a little different in Norway, like the culture there is different. Um, and with half of the revenue coming from Nor Norway, I think the, oh. this company is uh, better positioned even for a situation when the customers will try to save even on food. And another company from similar region. Uh, real quick, uh, from uh, Finland. sorry, real quick, yep. Salmar, I believe that ticker is S-A-L-M dot O-L, correct? Yes. Got it. Okay, sorry, go on. Uh, and the last one I wanted to mention, it's in Finland. So we are staying in the northern regions of Europe. Uh, is QT Group with the ticker of QTCOM, QTCOM. Uh, they are a technology company. They are a technology company uh, specializing in developing software uh, tools uh, with commercial and also open source licenses. They have uh, quite a wide portfolio of products which are related to development and even testing software. They have over 700 employees uh, across the globe. And almost a third of their revenue is from North America. They became profitable in 2020. So th this, is, this is an interesting company uh, because it's they do a lot of business with the United States. Uh, and what's the stock ticker They don't again? have... Excuse me, the ticker? Yeah. QTCOM, QTCOM. Okay. Go on, sorry. Uh, 
Yeah, so technology company doing business with the states uh, without all the premiums uh, in terms of valuations. Um, and they turned profitable in 2020. So this is interesting case, uh, as you probably remember in 2020, mm. the trendy thing, especially for technology companies, was to burn as much money as you can. Like <laughs> no matter what was, just scale at all costs. Like they did kind of opposite thing. They they reported profits and they continue to do so since 2020. So if you are looking for something in the technology space, um, maybe something from Finland, QT Group, you may want to check it out. Interesting. Great stocks, great, great stocks that most investors may not even be aware of. These are awesome uh, names. Definitely investors could check out um, this time of year as we head into the end of 2023. Definitely speak to a financial advisor before you make any of these decisions, but definitely stocks to look into. In great examples, uh, Mike, of stocks that are sort of under the radar that are outside the U.S. These, these are awesome names. Mike, thank you so much for coming on the Early Bird Podcast today and giving us your insights and sharing with us some of the most promising stocks outside of the United States that investors should really consider. Uh, before we wrap up the podcast, Mike, I just have one final question, and it's the most important question for today's discussion. That question for you, Mike, is would you rather take a month-long vacation or would you rather have an extra day off every week? Uh, I think it would be a month off. Uh, I like to travel, and a month is a you know, good time to go somewhere and see the place, do some sightseeing, and with one extra day, I would have to stay uh, where I am right now, and it would not be, it would not give me as much freedom as the whole month off. <laughs> well, good choice. Travel is always a great thing to do. Yep, and I'm glad that we managed to connect the, the most important question and traveling with the international stocks. So. Exactly. <laughs> again to Mike Darkowski for sharing your insights on stocks and thank you to everyone for listening to today's discussion. We'll be back next week for another episode of Early Bird. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.